Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools regularly stare directly at the sun because it tickles. Here are Ruined Hugs. Well, this is For What It's Worth. This is Season 2, Episode 20, Con Prep. Let's pack. This is Tugs, and unfortunately only Tugs this time, due to the storm known as Gandalf pouring, pouring just inches and inches of snow down on our street. It's made travel impossible, and so Rue could not make it to the studio. And because this episode was on con prep, we wanted to make sure we got it out before the con started. So we are going to go ahead and do it with just me, and hope I don't make a disaster of things. So, like I said, this is Season 2, Episode 20. We're going to be talking about getting ready for furry conventions. Um, we also have an interview this show on Biggest Little Fur Con, which is a new con that's starting this year in Reno. That's going to be later on on the show. It is just going to be a blast. Their site's hilarious, and I'm really excited to share that with everyone. Um, we will be back to our normal recording life in our next episode, I promise, because we're not going to be here in the path of Gandalf, but we are going to be over at FC doing our live show. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But first, it's time for the weekly recap with just me. So, lately, it's been crazy. Work has been working me like a horse, getting me ready to be out of town. Plus, I also don't like to leave things undone and ready to go when they really don't have to be. So that's been taking up my time. And I know that Rue has been getting ready for FC and working his butt off, too. We were just talking on the phone before we started recording. So... Really, that's all it is. It's just work and show prep and just getting ready for that. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. We have spent hours getting ready for the live show at FC, so if you can make it, we want to make sure that we have more than one person in there because, frankly, I think it's going to be kick-ass and we've got giveaways and all kinds of fun things for that, so it'll be a good time. And I am just looking forward to getting out of town and going to FC, and it will be great. Now, for those of you who are new, FC stands for Further Confusion, for con for short. It has run for years and years in San Jose. It's moved a couple times, and uh, right now we're at the San Jose Convention Center, which has two hotels connected to it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a huge convention, second biggest in the country, and it'll be a blast. So, Rue isn't here, but we always have to have the cookie. So, I present to you a cookie from the past. I'm hungry. Uh, so am I. I think it's time for a cookie. You want one? Yeah. <laughs> he, he's obtaining cookies now. Silence. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, he's throwing a cookie. Mmm. These are stale. Well, it's an old fortune, so let's see what it says. Where do you get your fortunes from? Well, I get my fortune cookies from um, sometimes Panda Express, um, sometimes different different Chinese places. Well, what's that? 
but here you go. If you feel you are right, stand by, stand firmly by your convictions. In bed with a cookie. So what does that mean to you, Tugs? Somehow it means that if I'm hard, I'm doing it right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> So coming up, we will play your voicemails of what you do to get ready for a con, play your voicemails asking questions about cons, read your emails, and then I'll be sharing my tips with you at the end. So if you can stick through it with just one person hosting instead of the usual two, be awesome, and I'll see you on the other side. Well, I hope you enjoyed your 10-second break. You know, during that, it occurred to me to also mention Koru is not able to be here in the studio either, so literally, it is truly just me. But on the topic we go. So, it's time for con. Let's get, let's get ready. Let's pack. What do you do to get ready for a con? What should you expect at a con? You know, we have two voicemails, and here they are. All right, so when you're at a con... What is the best thing to do to have the most fun? Do you bring lots of friends? Do you congregate? What, what, what do you go around and do in order to have the most fun at the con? Hi. Um, I have a question about the uh, fur cons. Uh, like, what certain activities do you guys, like, really do? Like, I mean, I've searched things up on the web before, and, like, I've seen, like, the, the dances and, like, some little fun games, but, like, you know, like, they never really give you, like, a full walkthrough of what happens or what goes on. Like, is there, like, a lot more activities that are going on simultaneously? Or is it, like, all planned out? Or is it just spontaneous? Uh, well, anyways, I would appreciate an answer. Thank you. Bye. We also have an email from Castric. He says, this year is going to be my first con and I'm going to FWA. What should I expect? Well, we hope to answer all of those questions and more for you here. We have the first thing to help you get ready for a con, and that is an email from Anu Snow. Hello, Furs. I have risen up again to the call of putting his or her two cents in. Now, personally, I've only been to one convention, but instead of furries, it dealt with anime. That's a very common thing in our audience. Sure, there were a couple of furs laying around at the convention, but you can't seem to throw a fox without hitting a brony first, especially Rainbow Dash. I still don't get how a grown man can like a kid's cartoon, but I am Switzerland on this issue and do not partake in the war. That can be someone else. Overall, the convention that I went to, called IkatsuCon, was perfect and treated furries and cosplayers alike nicely. I think that everyone should go to a con at least once in their life in order to experience the social side of the fandom. I mean, it's cool and all that we have the interwebs, but I think such interaction between human and furs alike will always be the best medicine for curbing loneliness and other social penalties. Pen lights? Penalties. I'm not sure. If this is your first time hitting it big, may I, an Eagle Scout, give you the steps for you to follow if you are planning. Step 1. Research the con. See how many years they have been to a con. Oh, sorry, see how many years they have been a con, place, dates, times, and events. If you really want to go to this con and ensure that it isn't a scam, pay the registration fees early. Raise your funds at this time, but don't start the drama in preparation. It's not worth it. Step 2. How to get to the con. I personally went with a few friends, but go with people that you know and trust. If you go alone, which is fine also, take extreme caution in all places. 
know when you're going to depart and routes. And also don't forget to take your cell phone fully charged. A dead phone is like a dead friend. You think it's fine until it's too late. Also, don't drive fast, slash drunk, slash retarded, slash whatever. Be sane out there for all of us driving. It's probably because of the circumstance that I've been to more funerals than weddings. In essence, be safe. Step 3. Pack for con. I advise you pack clothes first and not your suit first. Think about this. Do you really want to smell like a fox and itch like a fox, all because you want to be in your first suit but forgot or delinquently packed your clothes? You should pack as much clothes as many days that they're going to be out there. Meaning, if you're gone for a week, pack for a week. However, be prepared. I always pack spares just in case. Sure, this might be huge and cumbersome to many. Once completed, pack toiletries, then furry gear. Take note, make sure your toiletries don't leak or spew hair. Use a plastic baggie. Also, please wash daily in a shower or something. This helps defeat chafing of the inner legs. My favorite. Step 4. Departure. This has been roughly explained, but I find it helpful that if you pack your lunches slash dinners, that you have more money in your pocket that way. It may mean extra towing, but hey, I like extra money, don't you? Lastly, have fun. I went to a con, just like if I went to bowling. I just simply forgot about life and checked my troubles at the door. Don't create any drama. Just kill it. It's good for you. Lastly, carry water, or at least a water bottle. You'll be better off that way. Well, I hope my message wasn't too long for you, Ruin Tugs. I hope that first planning on going to a future convention can take heed and observe what needs to be done for the convention. I hope that Rue reads this as well as last time. I tried to make my English as best as possible for clarity. Sorry, Anu, he isn't here. A bit of advice to the cast. The best way to read out loud and read emails more effectively is to read out loud daily and, if need be, recorded. I practice by reading a fairly easy book, such as Redwall, and insert the voices when necessary. Keep up the work, guys. You make me look forward to the podcast for days to come. With a pant and a smile, Anu snows. And Anu attached a picture of the fursona. It's very cute. Thank you for the email. So there are a lot of good points in this email. Kind of a recap here. It says research. You know, every con posts their schedule on the internet. Um, sometimes they don't do it till closer to the con. Sometimes they do it months out. It really depends on, you know, how their staff is handling the panels and so forth. But it is definitely worth checking out. Also, every con generally gives you a pocket guide when you check in and get your registration. Uh, if they don't, consider asking them to issue one in the next convention year. But yeah, it's a great guide, and you can carry it with you and go in your wallet if you have a big wallet or a purse if you're a purse person, and you can see what's going on at a glance. Uh, I know in particular, because FC is on our mind, that you can actually sort the different tracks, which are the different series of events that they have. You can sort by room, date, time. It's crazy. Um, I even think there's mobile reminders and those kinds of things. So take a look at what's what's going on, what might be interesting to you. Um, or if you aren't the panel kind of person, that's how I have traditionally been, then don't go to anything at all. Just hang out with your friends. That's just as good. Um, make sure you do have a good plan. This is step two in Anu's email. Um, make sure you know how to get there. It's very important that you know how you're going to get there. Um, you know, if you are going to fly, uh, I know that the site Bing has a travel, I can't remember what they call it, but Anyway, if you go to the Bing travel site and you type in the dates and where you're going, it will give you a prediction on if you should wait to buy and how confident it is or if you should buy now. That way you'll save a little bit of money. Uh, if you're like me and you road trip, because I just adore a good road trip, uh, you know, make sure that you know where you're going. Take a look at the roads. Even if you're familiar, you know, make sure that there's you know, construction. If you're going in the winter, check for weather conditions. Can't hurt. Um, packing for con, step three in Anu's email. 
very, very important. Your furry things are great. That's why we're all going. But like Anu said, pack one set of clothing for each day and a couple spares, depending on the length of your trip. Can't hurt. And the number one thing I see people forget, socks. And then departure. So in that part of the email, Anu suggested talking about uh, or thinking about packing some food. You know, I do that for the road trip. It's great. I've had full meals prepared for me at a con that someone just packed. It's awesome. Some people prefer to eat out. Some people like a balance. It's up to you and your budget. Uh, if you know someone with a Costco card, if you have access to a Costco or a Sam's Club, go. That's what they're there for. It's awesome. So very good tips from Anu. Thanks for sending that in again. Uh, we have an email, or sorry, a voicemail from Rhapsody, sender of the famous mint chocolate chip cookies. And here it is. Hi, for what it's worth, this is Rhapsody from Snowy MN. I'm glad you guys got my cookies I sent, and I just wanted to share a few con tips for your upcoming episode. Okay, my first tip, well, I've only been to anime cons, but I'm pretty sure this works for free cons, too. All right, tip number one, pre-register. Seriously, it's way easier than waiting in line at the convention or not being able to go just because you were too lazy to get online and get your ticket. Also, check the schedule. Like, it's... It's, I know, no, no one likes to be that naughty that makes everybody sit down and plan what they're going to do, but it's actually a lot more fun, like, you know, to know what you're going to do. Um, and I suppose that's it. I haven't been to any furry cons, and I think they're similar to anime cons, but I don't know. All right. Uh, have a happy new year and all that jazz. Bye. All right. Thanks for that voicemail, Rhapsody. So, like Rhapsody said, pre-register for a con. If you know you're going, do it ahead of time. Get the registration out of the way. There's a couple reasons for that. Number one, it's cheaper, generally speaking, unless you do it last minute, right before it closes. Um, and like we were talking about, check the schedule. You know, like I said, can't hurt to know what's going on. And just so you know, Rhapsody, we are still dying from those cookies. They were just so good. So, by all means, feel free to send more. Just kidding. <laughs> we have a voicemail from Cash. He's a local. So my tip for a con is to make sure that if you're fursuiting, to make sure you have a handler. Because in a fursuit, you can't see side to side. You can only see what's in front of you. So you can't see if people are going to come up on the side of you and have, like, food or soda. And nobody wants it on their fursuit. If you have a handler, they can tell those people, hey, you know, don't bring that next to it. It's an expensive suit. That would be my tip if you go to a fur con. So fursuits and con. You know, it depends on the size of the con and how long they've been around. But some cons are far more experienced at picking good venues for fursuits. Smaller cons don't have that luxury because of cost, logistical, or experience. Um, one thing that I always do when I'm first suited a con is I always go and walk around if I'm not familiar with the environment. And even if I am familiar with the environment from previous years, I still go. You don't know when a hotel has renovated. You don't know what configurations they may have changed in their public spaces. Take a look. See what you think you're capable of doing in that space. Be it take the escalator. Maybe there's some stairs. Maybe you need to know where the elevator is. Maybe you need to know where the fursuit lounge is in relation to where you want to be. You know, knowledge is power. Think ahead, and you should have a great time fursuiting. Cons are also just different when it comes to fursuits. So, for instance, 
you will have people watching out for you. It's kind of everyone is a little bit of a handler because it's a furry con and that's what we're all there and we, we expect. At the same time, if you've never gone out before, it ever, or it's your first time in the venue, you might want to consider taking a handler for the first time. It can't hurt. It's better to have one dedicated set of eyes rather than hope someone's going to catch you before you fall off the stairs or the ledge that you might not see. Those kinds of things. If you go to an anime con or another place, you definitely want to take a handler with you just because those places aren't dedicated or expecting fursuits like a furry convention will. Okay, and now we have a voicemail from White Fang. This is particular to people who are driving to FC this coming week. It has to do with road trips. It's a bit long, but it has some great advice. So here we go. Hi guys, it's White Fang. Um, I have some. I have a list here for you of stuff to do on this trip to be safe. Um, first of all, you need to have some safety equipment on your car. That would include jumper cables, road flares, a flashlight. Extra water, blankets, a jack, a spare tire. And make sure to check the air in that tire before you leave. A tire iron, work gloves, cell phone on a charger. There are lots of places along this trip you, that your phone will not have service, though. Keep your gas tank at half a tank or better in case you have trouble along the way and find yourself needing to idle to keep warm tire chains and know how to put them on before you leave. That's very important. There's some stuff here about safety when stopping. Go to big places like truck stops, Walmarts, and casinos. These places have cameras and security guards to help keep you safe. Look around before you shut off your car. If something feels wrong, move on. Don't give money to strange people. Stay together. There's always safety in numbers. Do not ever let anyone into your car that you don't know. There's a new trap going on now. If you find a kid crying and he wants a ride home, take him to the police station and nowhere else. They're trying to get you to take them to a house where rape and theft can and will happen. Don't get into arguments with people. Just move on. Lock your car whenever you get out and while driving. Before you leave town, Get an oil change. Most places that do oil changes will have a pre-trip check they can do on your car. Have them do it. When they do it, they check things like the belts, hoses, fluids, tires, wiper blades, and lights. Make sure you have all your safety supplies and know how to put on those tire chains. On the road, try not to drive more than four hours at a time. If you get tired, take a nap or have someone else drive for a bit. Watch out for deer on the road at night. They are all over the place on this trip. It is much better to drive during the day if you can. If you have got to drive at night, slow down. No drinking and driving. I can't stress this one enough. Out-of-state plates get pulled over first. There are lots of places along this trip that are well the Old West. Act accordingly. Plan your fuel stops. They can be a long way apart from each other. Most cars will go about 400 miles on a tank, so at 200 get fuel. That will mean you will have plenty, of, plenty if you have to idle the car along the way if you have trouble. 
It is better to fill up in Reno than in Donner's. Fuel is cheaper. That's just a hint for you. If you have trouble, stay with your car. On Donner's Pass, you will most likely be going up this on this trip if you're coming from the east. Donner's Summit, there's some things you need to know about it. You are going to go up to 8,000 feet in elevation. There is snow up there now, and there's a very good chance it will be snowing when you go over it. They have pullouts to put on your tire chains. There's even people there that will do it for you for a price. I think it's about 30 bucks. Do not rely on them to be there. Know how to do it yourself. There are other places along this trip that you might need to put them on. They close the summit all the time and work very hard to get it open quickly. A cannon, cannon will get very bad if it's snowing. You can call this number to find out about road conditions all over California. That number is 800-427-7623. It's available 24 hours a day. The best thing to do is wait it out if you can. Driving in the snow, remember, no sudden moves. Be gentle on the brakes and gas pedal. If you lock up your tires, your car will keep going straight. Do not tailgate. Have a plan as to where to go if something happens in front of you. Tires go quiet, and the car in front of you will not throw up spray if you're on ice. Please remember, just because you watch ice road truckers does not make you one. I am one. You can get with me through Twitter at WhiteFang801, all one word. Thank you, and have a safe trip. Thank you so much for that email, White Fang. You know, he brought up a lot of great points in that email, and we don't have enough time, unfortunately, to touch on them all. Um, I will I will add this. Make sure you do have food with you. Um, my very first FC, uh, we are in Salt Lake, and we drive through Reno and then over the Sierra Nevadas and into the Bay Area. And we decided that we were going to do it overnight, but we didn't really think about food. Now, there really isn't much of anything to do between Salt Lake and Reno, let alone find a place to eat. And we had some energy pills, which turned out later were weight loss pills, and no food. And so by the time we got to Reno, it was the middle of the night, and nothing was open. The only thing we could find was Walgreens, and because of the weather, they had maybe a couple cereal bars and some aspirins. It was the most sad Walgreens trip I'd ever seen. And all I had to eat for 13 hours was a little bit of a Fruit Loop bar till we got into California. The sun had come up a bit, and we were finally able to get some food. It was miserable. So, you know, take a snack, take a drink, you know, think about what you might want to eat while you're on the road in case you get stuck. You know, a few bucks won't, won't cost much in exchange for you just being comfortable there in the car. And like I was saying before... You know, if you've got a Costco card or a Sam's Club card or you've got a buddy, go. Go and grab something, you know, get a jumbo-sized chips or something, and just have it there. Even if you don't eat it the whole way, it's better than having something in case you get stuck or you get hungry or you wind up going somewhere in the middle of the night where there's no restaurants, and that way you can at least feed yourself and stay reasonably comfortable, reasonably sated, then, you know, get to the middle of nowhere and where there's finally a restaurant in your stomach is just hurting from lack of food. And yes, that will happen. Um, if you are a driver, also get a good night's rest beforehand. 
You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone on road trips without sleeping properly and almost crashed. I've learned my lesson, um, but don't learn from, you know, the rough the rough way of learning things. Get a good night's rest before you go. Take someone who can drive. Trade off. Watch the weather. All those things. Thank you so much for those tips, Waifang. They are excellent, and I hope everyone traveling to FC takes heed of those and travels safely. So, I'm here in the studio by myself. And, you know, I was going to ask Rue what his tips were for getting ready for a con. Um, you know, this episode is uh, something that we've touched on as a series before. And so, if you want to hear Rue's tips, feel free to skip back to that episode. He has some great advice in there. Um, but I'm going to go ahead, before we go to break here, and add in a couple tips. Now, I've been to plenty of cons. This is going to be my 10th FC. I feel so old, and I'm still in my 20s. Um, but the number one most useful, I'm so glad I learned a piece of advice that I got at a con that I'm now going to impart to you, the knowledge, is this. Take a power strip. I was at a con once. It was with Digi. He's a local. Pulled out a power strip because the hotel only had one plug in the room because you know how hotels are. Best thing ever. Everyone can plug in their electronics, their phones, all of our cyborg implants we tend to have as furries with our technology. There was no fighting for plugs. It was great. So, you know, if you have an old power strip you're not using, as long as it's safe, or you just want to run to the store and pick up one that's cheap, do it. Put it in your bag. You won't regret it. In fact, I take it everywhere, even at non-convention trips. Sorry, excuse me, trips. It is the greatest thing. Um, you know, actually, for this trip, I picked up a what they call a quirky power strip. I don't know if you've seen those, but they are the bendy kind where you can put in the big fat plugs and bend the rest of the power strip. You still have all your other plugs available. Best thing ever. I finally got them on sale. Um, you know, if you're willing to spend a few extra bucks, get one of those because those are even better. Power Strip Plus. Um, now, when it comes to packing for the con, I actually use a service called SpringPad. Some people use something like that called Evernote. Uh, but what it is, it's basically it's a way of remembering things. Now, SpringPad has a function uh, where you can do a checklist. And so what I do is I think about the things I'm going to be wanting to take about a week before I go, and I just create a checklist of things to pack. And uh, then, because it syncs to my phone, I just go through and check everything off as it gets put in the bag, not before then. And that way, I make sure that I have everything that I need for the con. And then when I'm packing up at the con, I make I check everything and make sure everything I took goes back with me. Great idea. Um, you can do it on paper. Or, you know, as long as you, you could even email it to yourself. As long as you have a way to track it and make sure that you check it off, it's a great way to make sure that you're ready for a con and have everything you need. Um, then speaking of it, don't pack at the last minute. You will forget something. You always forget something. Socks, a belt, um, something ridiculous, a toothbrush. You know, no one likes to smell your bad breath. Just make a list. Don't do it at the last minute. You know, I understand laundry. I, didn't do, I haven't done my laundry yet. Um, we're leaving in just a few days. Um, you know, but at least make sure you have it on the list. Now, we are road tripping. Um, and this doesn't apply as much to people who fly. Um, but have an emergency plan. Um, like, because Rue isn't here, the weather is terrible. And um, there's another storm coming. And, you know, fortunately for us, we have a, the option of diverting through Las Vegas and then uh, kind of curving around in California and coming up to the Bay Area uh, rather than go the direct route through Nevada and Reno and the Sierras. Now, today, the four of us kind of had a powwow 
and decided that we were going to go ahead and go through Vegas just because the weather and the stress that's coming from that already, we didn't want to deal with that in four days. That's our plan. Um, like White Fang said in his voicemail, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a couple tools in your car. Just make sure you're prepared. If you're flying, uh, it can't hurt to check to see what other flights are going your way in case you get delayed. Um, some airlines, check with them. Sometimes you can uh, get put on another flight, depending on the rights, so-called rights, that they offer you. Uh, you know, better to be safe than sorry. If anything, you know a little bit more about how planes fly. Um, now, when you're at the con, there's a rule that floats around in the community, and I'm pretty sure it's leaked out to other fandoms. It's called 621. That means six hours of sleep, two meals a day, and a shower. Live your life like this. No one wants to smell you. You're no good to anyone if you're half awake, and you will get sick at the end of the con. And uh, eating is good. You know, no one wants to collapse, especially if you're a fursuiter or if you're going to be drinking or if you're running around, which generally you end up doing a mixture of those things, especially the running around. You need energy. You know, you go eat with your friends. It's a great time. It's a good experience. Don't skip meals. And that actually brings me to my next point, which is if you don't have the money to go to a con or eat while you're at the con, don't go. You know, I was talking to a buddy who wanted to go to FC. We almost worked it out. And in the end, he did the right thing and said, I'm not going to have money to eat. And he decided to skip the con. And, you know, it sucks. I'm bummed I'm not going to see him. And, <laughs> you know, I was really looking forward to it. But, you know, I, I'm happy he decided to be responsible because, seriously, running around at a con when you're hungry, you're going to have fun, but you're also going to just kill your body. And we want to see you at the next one. It's like a big family party. Now, something I've learned, because I have badge art, and if you're like me, you know, you don't go out and buy art all the time, laminate it. Reprint it and laminate it. If you have the ability to reprint it, then take a copy. You you think, oh, I'm the neatest eater in the world. I did. Um, I've had buddies who are like, yeah, it's never going to happen. My badge will always be safe. Literally, that day, we were walking by the pool. His badge fell into the water by the pool badge was fine, luckily, because of the medium it was on, but I've seen tomato sauce, all kinds of things spill on badges. You know, you can get a laminator for cheap, you can go to Kinko's, but, you know, take a high-resolution print, measure it out to be the same size when you print it, and then laminate it, get a slot punch, you know, you can get those on eBay, be careful though, but they are uh, varying quality, um, or ask a buddy who has a slot punch, and just copy your badges. So much easier so much less stress if something happens, and trust me, I've replaced a few of my reprints. So those are kind of my tips. Um, I, I'm glad if you're still listening that you are putting up with just my kind of even-toned voice tonight. Uh, it's it's kind of weird hosting by myself. Um, so if you're sticking it out, I really appreciate it. So what we're going to do now is we are going to take a break and go to the news, and then we will be back with more about cons. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom, like anyone else would. Today, we start in international news. Picking up on a story we have previously covered about Medifur, the Australian Fur Convention, Medifur has picked a new name. It's Convergence. 
Now, this is going to take over the name of Egyptian Nights for the next one, which starts January 10th through 12th, 2014. And it will have guests Dark Natasha, Blotch, Andy Runton, and Sardion, sorry if I said that wrong, and Melbourne as guests. The name Midifer is being repurposed for the original December Fermi that gave life to the con. In also national-slash-international news, Pokemon X and Y have been announced. Pokemon is a large interest in the furry fandom, and this will be the first fully 3D version of the game to come out since the series' release way, way back in 1990-something. This brings fresh blood to the series, no more sprites, full-on polygons, and online play. The game is scheduled for a worldwide release in October 2013. In local news, we have nothing to report. No news is good news. Upcoming conventions. As we've reported the last few episodes, the next major convention coming up is Further Confusion. It's this week. It is January 17th through the 21st at the San Jose Convention Center, San Jose Marriott, and San Jose Hilton. If you are going, we look forward to seeing you there at our live show. Please come. Also coming up is Furry Fiesta, the Time Traveler's Ball. It is February 22nd to 24th at the Crown Plaza in Addison, Texas. Registration is still open for this convention. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Stay tuned as I continue to host the show solo, and we go to our interview with the Biggest Little Fur Con staff in Reno. This is For What It's Worth, and we are in your head. Alright, this is For What It's Worth. This is Tugs. I'm here by myself this time. Like I was saying earlier in the show, Rui is gone. Not able to come to the studio tonight, neither is Koru. We've got some serious weather in the area, so I'm here by myself, kind of kicking it alone, trying to do a good job. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Um, now, in the first half of the show, we talked about your tips to get ready for a con, kind of what to expect when you're there, what to do when you're there, um, those kinds of things. And we hope that you got some great advice out of that. Thank you so much to everyone sent in their emails and their voicemails you know it's kind of hard to leave a voicemail um because then you have to you know think about what you're going to say and what if i mouse up those kinds of things but you know what we love it when you guys leave voicemails so thank you thank you so so much um and so we're on to segment two of the show now we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit hopefully you've had your fill of con prep um if you haven't feel free to send us an email and we'll share your tips on the next show in listener mail but we're going to shift gears and kind of talk about how a con happens. And so Rue and I have kind of been hearing about this con called Biggest Little Fur Con. Um, it's in Reno, which is the biggest little city on Earth, is their slogan. And, uh, you know, if you go to their site, they have some of the most wild, direct, politically incorrect policies that, you know, you could ever find for a furry convention. And, uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be a blast. So we were reading that. And we thought, you know what, we've got to sit down with these guys and kind of figure out what's going on. And so we got a hold of Tycho. He's one of the uh, people in charge of the con. 
And he sat down with us and his assistants, and we asked him about the con. So here is our interview with them. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Well, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, after much finagling and requesting, uh, we have finally managed to get everyone to the same room to have a small conversation about the biggest little fur con in Reno. So we are joined by their staff right now on Skype, and they are here to be tortured for just a few minutes by us. Say hi, everyone. Hello. It's... Well, the other two people are on the other side of the room and don't have microphones, but they also say hi. Well, <laughs> wave to our audience. All six of them. All six of them. Just kidding. We have, a, we have a lack of hardware. We only have one microphone to use. So so this is Tyga, who's on Skype with us. And are, you're the chairman, is that right? Co-chair? I, I, I guess you could call me that. I don't know. I'm just trying to make it happen. I'm, I'm just a guy who made a con. <laughs> well, so tell us how you got the idea for the con. I, I never would have imagined, honestly, after traveling through Reno, that there were a lot of furries, but I guess there are. And so a convention was like, whoa, that's awesome. How did you come up with that? Well, Reno Reno has a pretty good handful of furs that live here, actually. Um, I'd say there's probably 25, 30 people who are pretty active on our local forum and attend fur meets and whatnot. And the last barbecue thing we did, I think, brought in about 50 45 people something like that that's a good number number. and we're close enough to the bay area that we get people visiting from there from time to time too because it's just a it's just a fairly short weekend drive it's about four and a half hours to get from the bay area to here as long as the weather cooperates our our statistician says that there are 100 plus locals and 50 are active so that's a that's a decent number oh okay that's a pretty good number. Yeah, that sounds about on par with what I knew. There's a few that don't don't use our forum. A few that, a few that aren't very uh, aren't very social. But so, is this your your group's first big, uh, like I don't know what to say. Your big going out and hey, we're on the map kind of thing. Then or or have you um, guys done events before? We've done some little like one day barbecue things a couple years now, but, but nothing on the level of like a con. No. So how did you come up with the idea? Though were you sitting around a, like a picnic table or something? Or oh, so actually, what I just said is not true. There was a uh, there was a one day prototype con last or this year in 2012. Oh, um, there's a local anime club that decided like, oh, what the hell? We're just gonna try and make a furry event. And then when we found out and got word they were they wanted to make a furry event, we're like okay, well we'll we'll try and help out as much as we can, and. We, we helped try to come up with programming and come up with panels and, and I built a, I built a uh, head drying tree for any kind of headless lounge that they would have there and it was pretty successful. It was only one day and we had, uh, we had like 10 vendors and a small stage and a small gaming area and we packed it all in one room because that was what they, the anime club had rented and what they could afford to rent for a small one day thing. And despite being on Sunday and also being on Mother's Day, because it was the only date they could get on like three months of notice, um, we still had, I think it was 112 was the final total number of people showed up and registered. And Wow, that's a, that's a pretty big, decent number. Mm-hmm. A chunk of that was the local anime, anime crew, but, but still. So 
after doing that prototype, did you just feel, hey, we're going to do a furry con now? I mean, it was it was like a little test, or or was there some debate that happened about that? Uh, sorry, say that one more time. So after your test, did you have was it just like a clear, hey, we're doing this for real, or was there some discussion and debate? I think it was pretty obvious that. I think at least all the local furs were like, yeah, this, this could really work. And this venue is great. And they were actually really fursuit friendly. We were surprised, especially being a casino. Um, we were very surprised at how fursuit friendly they actually were. Um, and we know that fursuiters are, maybe they're not the biggest portion of the attendance, but they're definitely the most visible portion of the attendance of a con. Definitely. So when so, is the con? <laughs> um, the one that we're doing is next May. It's May 3rd through 5th. We dodged Mother's Day this time. And um, that was, we had a few dates to pick from, and that was the best one I could find that seemed to have the least conflicts. And it still has some conflicts, unfortunately. But So where is it? least on the other side of the country. So where's the con going to be held? Um, it's going to be held in the Grand Sierra Resort. That is a small, or that's not a small, it's the biggest uh, casino in town here in Reno. Is it still gold colored on the outside? Uh, it's whatever color they light it on. They change it every day. Oh. The, they have they have uh, colored lighting pointed at the building, and it changes color every day. In fact, sometimes different sides of the building are different colors. So what? Um, but it's just kind of this big, this big white monolithic building, at least in daylight. Um, and it's got... If you look at it from the very top, it's cross shape, so there's four wings on every floor of room. They have, um, I believe, their their proper count is 1,995 hotel rooms That's in that ho- in that casino. It's a pretty big venue. It's a very big venue. <laughs> so we have more than enough room to grow for a very long time. So, what were some of the unique challenges in arranging the convention at the casino? Um, there's there really weren't any any major challenges. The only unique challenge is that we have to make very, very sure that every single one of our attendees knows that they cannot go onto the casino floor with their head covered or with their face covered. Uh, that is, that is a state law. That is at least I'm from what I wear, from what I'm aware of, that's a state law. And it's a rule that the casino has imposed. It's there for safety. It's there for, it's there for the safety of their employees and the safety of other people. Well, it definitely makes sense, you know. It keeps the lawyers away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So the, what drew us to asking to, to talk with you here on Skype was your site is just amazingly written. It comes from a place that I think we think from over here as we host our show. It, it's it's just so hilarious to read. And I'm talking about because uh, you have the regular version and then you have the colorful language version. And the colorful language version just cranks me up every time I read it. Oh, yeah. of the uh... To the point. <laughs> Yeah, of the policies we got uh, our we got a local writer, local uh, furry writer, Graveyard Greg wrote that for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some samples we were going to share with the audience here. So here are here are a few oh. excerpts. <laughs> so under general conduct, it says behave yourself or misbehave somewhere else. You inconsiderate piece of dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. And then we have alcohol and other drugs. Are you twenty one? Good. Go get a drink from Speakeasy. From the Speakeasy. Oh, from the Speakeasy. <laughs> Not over 21? Don't you dare even try. It'll stunt your growth. <laughs> Don't bring it, other drugs into the convention. It'll stunt your growth at any age. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. 
<laughs> I guess the the goal there is to show people that you know we're really not super serious and we don't want to we don't want to make this too dry and boring. What's what's the reaction been to that though? Like, have people written and said, "Oh man, you guys are so not politically correct," or or has there been a lot of positive reaction? I I was kind of afraid of that, but so far nobody's nobody's complained. Um, nobody's really praised either, other than what I've just heard from you guys. Um, there's really just been essentially no uh, nobody saying anything about it <laughs> that I've heard yet. Well, now six people listening will know. <laughs> we have a couple well, more. It could, it could well be that only about six or seven people have actually tried to read the policies at all. Really? So, are they? Are these going to be printed in the con book? Yes, they will. And they're they're just like every other con. There will be. You have to sign them. You have to say, "Yeah, I've read these." And <laughs> we're even going to go to the go to the step of making them sign a separate piece of paper that says, "I will not go on the casino floor with my face covered because we're afraid people will gloss over the." We'll gloss over the rest of the the conduct. Did you so, always try and do your convention in Reno, or did you consider any other cities? Um, well, we wanted to do it in Reno because this venue is so cool. We specifically wanted to do it at this venue, at this hotel, because they've got so much neat stuff there to help entertain people and keep people from getting bored while they're at the con. Is now, as I've traveled, I take road trips into Nevada all the time because you know it's right next door to us. Um, is there? Is this, I always get this perception that you guys are in kind of a rivalry with Vegas because Vegas stole all the glory from Reno way back when. Is is that actually true? Uh, not in my opinion. <laughs> uh, well, I just I find it funny because furries are always like, well, they should do a furry convention in Las Vegas, and the few people that have tried the casinos are like, oh hell no, you're not doing that. Yeah, and the I believe the furs in Vegas are still actively working on one right now too. I don't know how much progress they've made, but. Obviously, I a lot. Hope they come up with something. <laughs> hope they find a casino that is going to be comfortable having fursuiters. I know that fursuiters have gone there and wandered around the strip on like New Year's or whatever, and they've they've seemed to have been just fine. So, how many people do you expect to can um sorry attend your convention? Our our estimated attendance is somewhere between three hundred fifty and five hundred. Oh, that sounds so nice. That's our guess, anyway. That's pretty typical of first-year conventions. We don't really have a lot to go off right now, but um, I've had a lot of people tell me that they think it's they think it's really cool and they're planning to come. So you have the casino. That's going to be unique to your con. I don't know if any other con that's in a casino. Are you, do you have any? Yet. Yeah. Do you have any other unique things that are being offered there that no other convention is offering? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got a few things. Um, <laughs> let's see. There is there is a go kart track on site. That they have there at the casino, and they're even fursuit friendly. Oh, really? Uh, that same that same go kart track also operates a small mini golf place, which is also fursuit friendly. And there is a big, like, hundred and eighty-five foot tall swing outside as well, so you can get towed up the towed up a tower and then just released to swing across um, quite a lot of space at a very high speed. Um, that is not fursuit friendly. They have told us because of uh, safety reasons. They don't want people's heads popping off and turning into a projectile. Well, that but, makes sense. <laughs> but regardless, mommy, it's still, mommy, what happened to his head? <laughs> <laughs> but it's still something fun to do, and it's just it's there anytime you want to use it. Pretty much whenever it's open, um, there is a bowling alley inside the casino. It's a fifty-lane bowling alley. And it's 24 hours. It never closes. It's open at 3 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And so, and they are also fursuit friendly. 
Now, are any of these amenities going to be included in admission? Not to my, not yet. We haven't gotten any deals yet. Um, those are probably all going to be extra charged, but they're all quite reasonable. Like bowling is you know, your typical price of four or five dollars a frame or something like that. Four, four, four dollars a frame. So, what events do you uh, have planned in your convention that are going to be available? Any unique ones? Um, uh, the only one that's unique is we did we did this last year at Poffer. We called this the Art Slave event, which is where we get an artist up on stage and they just draw whatever the whatever the audience calls out. So the audience calls out some some ridiculous thing and the artist tries to come up with it and they have a time limit of a um, when we did it the first time I think we had 15 minutes and whatever results of that they, they're doing it on physical paper with a camera pointed at it and the results up on up on screen and the results of that end up in the art auction in the charity auction and uh, sorry my brain is completely just empty but uh, there it is um, now did any of these amenities tie into the theme at all or did you what inspired the theme and what is um, <laughs> the the theme of 1920s was just simply we asked the locals what we, we came up with several ideas for themes suggested them to the locals and 1920s was the most popular so we just left it up to the locals to democracy so democracy. You, you mentioned something about charities what charities are you focusing on this convention? Uh, we're actually still trying to figure that out right now there are a couple of there are a couple of wildlife preserves there are a couple of there's like a zoo here in town somewhere we're thinking about trying to use those. The charities last year for Poffer that were picked by the... Uh, Poffer was the prototype, by the way. Um, the charities that were picked last year by the anime club for that were just the two animals, the simple animal shelters, the ASPCA and the Nevada Humane Society, the two no-kill shelters that were here in town. And that's always a that's always a good backup option, but I'm not sure. It seems a little bland, I guess. Now, are you having a fursuit parade? Because I know we went to a, to another con last year. It was their first year, and they forgot the fursuit parade. So are you going to, in fact, have one? That's up in the air still. Um, it depends on whether we have enough fursuiters for a parade to actually look good. Um, the only parade routes we have available to us are long enough visibility that if there's less than 50 fursuiters in the parade, you'll be able to see the beginning of the parade and the end of the parade at the same time. <laughs> oh, no. That ends up looking kind of sad, and it may not really make sense to do a parade with that few number of fursuiters if, if it really ends up being that few. I'm hoping I, it's going to... I'm sure you're going to get a big number, but, you know, you guys can make your decision on, on that, yeah. but... I think what's probably going to happen is we're going to have to plan a fursuit parade and then figure out whether we have enough fursuiters that, that are there to make it make it make sense and then have like a big photo shoot as a backup option or something instead. Let's talk about your guests of honor. Do you, I mean, who did you um, invite? invite? The guests of honor were people that we tried to find had never been guests of honor before. And to my knowledge, they haven't been. Um, we picked... Uh, Spelunker Sal as the artist guest of honor and his partner Dreamus as the writing guest of honor. And both of them put a lot of work into both the um, the roommates comic that is on and uh, comic online. And they've also put a lot of work into the Dragon's Horde paper comic that's sold by I think Rabbit Valley. Are they local to you or are they based elsewhere? They are not local. They are in Los Angeles ish i forget exactly where but they're somewhere in southern california 
Okay. Um, so if someone wants to come along and attend your con, which honestly sounds extremely fun right now, uh, where where can they register? Just on your site? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have uh, the hotel block is open. The registration system is open. Um, it's on biggestlittlefurcon.org. How much is registration? Uh, 30 bucks right now, 40 bucks at the door. And that's uh, for the entire length, or do you have single-day admissions? Uh, single-day admissions will be $30 at the door only. And then you can just pay an extra 10 bucks if you're like, oh, I have a great time. I'm going to stay here for the whole weekend. And then you just hand registration, another 10 bucks, and congratulations, you have a full badge. Wonderful. And then, um, now, if you're a dealer, uh, there's information on the site, right, in terms of, are there any funky tax laws or anything that are, are addressed there? Um, there are some funky tax laws. The con is going to deal with it for the dealers. They don't have to do any. They don't have to do any paperwork other than that day at the con. Mm-hmm. Are you guys looking for volunteers or? Oh yeah. So we... if somebody wants to volunteer, how do they contact you? So that's also listed on the website, and it's at the. It's kind of at the back of the contact info page. It says uh, there, there should be an email address there for volunteering and gophers and. And panelists and DJs and all that other stuff. Do you give anything to your gophers? Do they do you get perks? Uh, we're trying to figure that out right now. We're not sure whether the con can really afford to or not for the time being. So, people, if you have a good heart, you should volunteer anyway because we all make it work together. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else you want anyone who's interested in attending or anyone who's registered that they should know right now? Anything exciting? Any plugs you want to give out? <sighs> You can, you can always say, my room number is this. <laughs> <laughs> my social security is this. We are doing uh, promotional parties at uh, just private room parties, or not private, open room parties at uh, Further Confusion and Furry Fiesta and FWA. And I'm just opening my room to have, bring people in and say, hey, this is the con. This is the stuff we have. You can ask me questions about it. You can find out what's available, what you can do. Will you be posting that information to a Twitter account or something like that? Um, uh, we've been posting it on Twitter, yes. What's your uh, the, Twitter? As a the active Twitter. It's Biggest Little FC, because Biggest Little Furcon is too long yeah. for Twitter. <laughs> okay, so when you post that, we'll definitely be retweeting it out there so people can check it out. Do you, do you know when you're planning your FC shindig? Um, not yet. It's it's going to be, I'm probably just going to figure it out when I'm at FC and I get to see FC's schedule and try to figure out when the best hole that that other people won't be doing stuff. Don't do not do it Friday night between 10.30 and midnight. You have, there's very important events going on then. Because th- yeah. that's our live show. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thought was that it was probably going to likely be Friday early evening or maybe even Thursday possibly, but... It would, it'll probably be Friday early evening. Might be Saturday early evening. Oh, there was there was one more detail I forgot about that Go I just ahead. remembered. Go ahead. Um, because it's Nevada, for those who happen to enjoy alcohol, um, Nevada never stops selling it. There are no dry times. There are no dry days, and the bars in the casino do not close ever. Um, and the Walmart that is across the street from the casino that was just recently built also never closes. And never stop selling liquor or any other supplies you might need for, for your uh, your weekend activities. <laughs> so and you know what that actually begs the question: Can you walk between the hotel and the Walmart if you happen to have had a couple drinks, or are they pretty strict about don't go outside if you have a little bit in you and you're a little loop? Uh, no, it's very easy. You can just walk straight across the street. Just use a crosswalk <laughs> so you don't run over. 
But um, don't want other, any roadkill. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the Walmart may not sell you liquor if you appear to be completely smashed, but if if you're trying to run a room party and you're like, oh crap, I just ran out of whatever, you can go. You can have somebody run over to the Walmart next door, and it's literally a six minute walk. It's it's no further than that. It's, Sounds good. Is there so. anything else that <laughs> that you or your team want to share? Eleven restaurants. The hotel has eleven restaurants in it. You have a Johnny Rockets. And they're all cheap. And they're, well, they're not all cheap, but all the restaurants are reasonably priced for what you're getting instead of like a typical con where where the restaurant that's in the hotel is horrendously overpriced because it's the only option you got. Right. And there's a Johnny Rockets in there. There's uh, just a general cafe that's 24 hour that just serves a little bit of everything. There's a buffet there. There is uh, there's a round table pizza in the building that's actually right next to our con room. Uh, there's also a port of subs in the building that's right next to our con room. Uh, for people who aren't in this area, port of subs is basically like Subway. So yes, uh, yeah, we've got the all-you-can-eat buffet. We have all-you-can-eat sushi. There is a uh, there are two 24-hour restaurants inside the building. Um, one of them is called Cafe Sierra. That's just a regular general restaurant that serves a little bit of everything. And the other one is uh, like a delicatessen kind of deal that's right next to the Starbucks. And uh, the delicatessen also has birthday cake if you order it 24 hours ahead. So if you know, know anybody who's uh, having a birthday at that time, then you can. Aren't you? Go get them. Uh, no, I'm not. Actually. <laughs> I thought someone said they were having their birthday. Then I can't remember who. Um, oh, well. I do remember who it was. It was someone on Twitter that said their birthday was actually that weekend. But hmm. whether they're getting cake or not, I don't know. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We we really really appreciate your guys' time and sounds fun. I hope that you guys have a have a really good turnout for this convention. We do too. We're we're gonna try and make it as fun as we can, and we just hope that we will meet people's expectations and they'll want to come back. I think so. It sounds like a, a, a wonderful venue, so I, I think it'll be a great success. Right. Yeah, that's our that's definitely our biggest blessing is we have a very good venue that seems to be very very fursuit friendly, very very active, and very active even at the earliest hours of the morning. Dave Don for Idaho, Dave Don Anime Banzai, and now the cast of For What It's Worth are giving themselves up for more torture by going to Further Confusion 2013. That's right, For What It's Worth Live is back! Join Ruin Tugs as they invite the creative minds behind bunny wearers on stage and learn what drives ear hats, jammies, girls' urinals, and more. So grab a cocktail, grab a friend, and get your ass down to FC 2013 and for what it's worth live! Friday night at Further Confusion 2013 in San Jose, California. It's going to be a blast! We'll see you there! Final convention scheduled to be released. Showtime subject to change. You must be 18 or older. Twitter.
you enjoyed the interview with Biggest Little Furcon, Tyco, and company. It, it was so much fun to talk to them on Skype. It was it, We were just cracking up afterwards forever. Uh, but it is just me, this show. Uh, I hope that you have been enjoying it so far. Just you and I having fun here together. And it's time for listener mail. Now, the one-man show that is known as Tugs is going to do his best to give you his advice. Uh, but like always, just take it with a grain of salt. And you know what? If I'm doing a crappy job, just stop listening now. But on to the mail. So our first email comes from Not. This is what he says. So guys, I've been interested in the furry fandom for quite some time now. I've tried to join the fandom, but for some reason it always feels like I'm not really there, and I don't feel like I'm a genuine part of the community. I'd like your advice on how to fix that. Any advice would be helpful. Have a great day, and expect to see more emails from me in the future. Your faithful listener, Not. Well, Not... You have to actually go and register and get your card as a furry. And being a card-carrying member of the fandom will open all kinds of doors, get you the furry discounts at restaurants, all that stuff. No, no, I'm I'm just kidding. That's one of my lame jokes I do when I'm alone. Um, You know, there isn't a set way to become a furry. Really, it's just you choose to be one. Um, There isn't a checklist. There's nothing like that. Um, You know, find people who have common interests as you when you go to meet. Um, and hook up with them. A good place, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, is Facebook. You can see what local fur groups exist, and then you might be able to take a look at some of the profiles there and see if anyone might have the same interests as you. Facebook, I've heard, is pretty good at doing that. Um, so that might be a good way. Um, and then the other thing is, is don't try too hard. You know, relax, be yourself. I mean, you have no one to impress when you're there. We are all a bunch of animal pretend nerds. When you go to a meet... We really aren't in a good position to judge you. And to be honest, if someone does judge you while you're there, then they probably weren't going to be your friend anyway. And, you know, if they have a moment where you can introduce yourself as being new, do it. Because you will find a friend that will come up to you and say, Hey, how are you doing? And then you're off on your journey to the wonderful land of furry and furry cons and everything else that comes with it. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Uh, if you need more advice or you want to let us know how it turns out, drop us an email. It's castitforwhatitsworth.com. All right, next we have, and I hope I say this right, Dax and Nobis. Uh, they sent us an email, and here it is. Hello, Dax and Nobis here. I just started listening to your podcast. I'm only on episode 7, and I'm trying to catch up. Well, you don't have too far to go. I've been a furry for pretty much all my life, and recently joined the fandom. I am a mouse, cat, and wolf hybrid. Your podcasts have been a really nice introduction to the fandom, and have made me want to delve more into the fandom rather than just sitting at my computer. I have been having issues with finding furs near me. I'm in Southern California, and all the sites I found for this area don't seem to be updated anymore. I found out that Califur is near me, and I'm willing to commute to it every day. I figured a call would be a good place to meet other furs and hopefully make some furry friends and start going to fur meets. If there are any that I find out about, get invited to. I'm nervous and shy, and I don't want to overstep my bounds. Do you have any suggestions on how to learn about meets at a fur con? Sorry if you've talked about this already, or maybe a con just isn't the right place for this. P.S. Every time I eat a fortune cookie now, I think of you and laugh with cookies in bed. Thanks, Texanobis. Um, You know, Akana is a perfectly good place to start your adventure in furry. Everyone's there to have a good time. They're all generally pretty relaxed. And to be honest, we'll all probably have had a couple cocktails and are much more free-spirited and more willing to talk than we probably would be otherwise. Some of us, that's not the case. Some of us, it is. Um, but if you want to find local mates like we were just talking about in our email with not. Um, definitely check Facebook. You know, it's kind of sad that a lot of sites have kind of gone by the wayside with 
Facebook because everyone just posts things there. And if you're not, you know, Facebook savvy, you choose not to use it, then you are stuck looking at outdated websites. And it can be a little discouraging, but I do happen to know, because I have lots of friends down there, that there are plenty of furs in Southern California. Uh, and they're all very nice people. And so, um, you know, I would say if you, if you have Facebook, check it out. Um, if not, and there's anyone listening down there in Southern California and you want to give Dexonobus a hand, by all means, you know, send us your contact information. Maybe we can hook you up. Um, anything like that. If anyone wants to help, that'd be great. Uh, otherwise, you know, um, just send an email to the email address on those sites and see if you get a bit of a response. I'm sure someone will get back to you if the site's up, then someone's got to be watching the email. Or so we'd hope. If that fails, then yeah, go to Califer. Check it out. I've heard it's a great con. And you should probably make a few friends. Just be yourself. Thanks again for the email. On we go in the mailbag. Just one man in the mailbag. Hunter Fusky has sent us an email. He says, Can you guys help out? Why do parents think furries try to destroy families? Thanks for the email, Hunter. You know, that's just not a true assumption, unfortunately. Uh, Well, actually, that is fortunate. Um... Furry doesn't destroy families. Furry is just a different way of thinking. Or it's just a passive hobby for some people. Uh, The thing is, though, a lot of people tend to struggle where if they encounter something that is not within the mold of what they're used to seeing, um, then unfortunately they tend to kind of go to those things where this and that and the other thing is destroying the family. Um, The other reason that they might say that is if they're familiar with it. I mean, there is a lot of open homosexuality. There's a lot of bisexuality, and there's a lot of unconventional relationships in the fandom. Um, And if you're not used to that, or if you happen to have a particular set of beliefs, then yeah, you might think that furry destroys families, but that's just not the case. Um, You know, if you go back to our live show we did at Anime Bonsai, and I think we talked about it in the Gratitude episode, uh, we are like a big family ourselves, and a lot of us have had to deal with people who aren't accepting, be it loved ones or friends we may have lost but we come together in the fandom and we are just like a family to each other and we love each other and so i would just say that that's actually the counterpoint we are a family and we encourage people to do what makes them happy and to do what brings them joy in their love and in their life so it's probably just a lack of information a lack of knowledge and awareness um, on the part of people who say that and that's just my two cents and I think we have one more mail in the mailbag. So, do 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 do. Here it comes. It's from our good friend Scoodoo. Scoodoo and the cookies. All right, Scoodoo says he does. We don't have to read it on the show, but he felt like sharing. Well, too bad we're reading it on the show. He says, "Hey, it's Garrett again. I feel like sharing my excitement with you guys. I found out next October some furs are putting together a small convention here in town. It's called Central Plains FurCon 2013, and there's a site." It's sites.google.com slash site slash CP Furcon, Central Plains Furcon. I hope it goes well for them with it being their first year. Hopefully it can get itself off the map. Or on the map. <laughs> no, don't get off the map. Um, you know, starting a con is a risky venture. Now, if you haven't actually been involved in those kinds of things, there's a lot of risk involved with the people who front for it. So um it's good to go support them they have to sign a contract saying that they're going to pay sums of money usually thousands if a certain amount of rooms in a hotel aren't booked they have to pay to rent the convention space and hope people will come and rent it as dealers 
Um, they have to provide that space for free to other areas. There's a whole lot of money involved with a con, um, just because of the way he, convention centers, convention space, meeting space, hotels, how they work, because they gotta make their money. And when you're new, they're not willing to take a huge risk on you. So, you know, if there's someone like the group starting the Central Plains Fur Con, if you've got the means to go and support, support. Uh, you know, buy a badge, be a sponsor if you've got the resources. You know, that's what keeps them going. And, you know, if no one goes to a con, well, then there's not going to be another con. So, congrats to you, Garrett. We hope you enjoy the con. Give us a little report when you're uh, there. And if you meet anyone who listens to the show, by all means, hook up with them and then take a picture and send it to us. And we will admire it. I don't know what we'll do, but it'll be cool. So, that's it for the mailbag. Now, we're coming up on the end of the show, the show of just me, myself, and I, and we wanted to, of course, let you know that we do have our FC show coming up. We've been working on it forever. I was talking about it earlier. Please, 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 please come if you are at further confusion, if you're in the area. We're going to have bunny wares. They make the most amazing furry clothing. Uh, we're going to talk to them and learn about what goes into making furry clothing, ear hats, pajamas, kigurumis, everything like that. Um, it's going to be a great time. We're going to play games. We have things we're going to give away to people who show up. We're just going to, uh, you know, try and blow the doors off FC and make them put us on the main stage next year. So by all means, if you're there, please come, come say hi to us. We love meeting people who listen to the show because it's just us, you know, Rue and I just sit here and we do the show and we put it out there as labor of love and it's just so cool to see people show up. So, you know, if you're in town, please, please come and, and support us. We would really appreciate it. We'll try and give you a wonderful experience in exchange. Um, and you know, prizes, everyone likes freebies. Um, so with that being said, we need your content. Now our next show is going to be the live show. Um, and we will announce what the show is coming up after that. We will be back. And uh, please send us, you know, your comments if you have questions, if you're new, whatever, you know, you want to be like our emailers tonight, go ahead and send us an email. Firebreath, what is our contact info? For what it's worth wouldn't exist without you, the listener. We're always trying to make it as easy as possible for you to share your thoughts, art, music, and comments about the show. Here's how to join the madness. For show topic comments, feedback, and general correspondence, send an email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Are you too lazy to write out a message or prefer leaving a voicemail? We totally hear you. Literally. Dial 469-44-FURRY and leave us a voicemail. Long distance charges may apply, so make sure to check with your phone provider. And also, if you leave us a voicemail, we'll totally give you extra love. The show desperately wants to play your original music creation and feature your amazing talents. So send us any music or art submissions to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you want to send us handwritten comments, chocolate, cookies, postcards for the studio map, or other fun surprises, you can write us at For What It's Worth, P.O. Box 2539-4, that's 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. If you're writing internationally, don't forget to put United States on the address as well. To keep up on the show, you can always check our Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus pages. Our Twitter account is at For What It's Worth, and our Facebook page is at www.facebook.com slash For What It's Worth. 
Our Google Plus page is plus for what it's worth. If you would like to contact the hosts, Rue and Tugs, personally, they can be reached via email, rue at forwhatitsworth.com or tugs at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to email the sound engineer, Koru, and learn all the secrets, email Koru, K-O-R-U, at forwhatitsworth.com. If you send items or correspondence for what it's worth, we'll assume that you have permission to share any media content for play on the show. Items sent to our PO box cannot be returned due to cost and safety concerns. If you wish to remain anonymous or do not want your emails or letters read on the air, just let us know in your email letter and we will honor your request. <sighs> okay, I can tell uh, What, you didn't understand that? No, 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 I'm not repeating. Hit that rewind button. It's there for a reason. And now, back to Ruin Tugs. Thank you, Firebreath, for reading that once again to everyone. It's a wonderful recording, isn't it? So, if you're going to further confusion, please, please travel safely. If you're not, please listen to the live show when we release it. It'll be two weeks from the date that we release this episode. But thank you so much for joining me, just me this time, and putting up with me hosting the show all by myself. Rue will be back for the live show and episodes afterward, and we will be back to normal. So, on behalf of Koru and Rue and myself, this is Tugs, and this has been For What It's Worth. For What It's Worth.